0: Alright, and welcome everybody to another episode of the Senpai Kohai Podcast. It's your boy Trey, and it's just me today, actually. Uh, So we've had a little bit of some, I guess, scheduling conflicts, as you could call it. And so it's just going to be me. But with that, um, we're just going to carry on kind of how we normally do. But it's just going to be more geared towards Trey. And we're going to talk about influential pieces of... On me and from me and how they've impacted my life um, we're gonna be talking about games and anime as we normally do um, but just in reference to pieces that have stuck with me but first what have I been playing what have I been doing what have I been watching and reading so playing I finished Dragon Quest 3 I uh, was really excited to do that that's something that we're gonna talk about a little later but something's that been on my plate for shit almost 20 years so Glad to finally put an end to that. Um, It was fun. Uh, A little tedious at parts, but it was well worth it. Uh, I think I just made it a little more tedious, and it almost didn't pay off in the end. Um, Climax-wise, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I'm still working on Kingdom Hearts 2, critical mode run, trying to 100% everything. That's going really well. So, I'm at the final part where I can go and just wrap up the entire story, but... I still have to go finish everything. So right now I'm trying to max up all my drive forms. I'm trying to go collect all the entries in Jiminy's Journal. Um, And I found out about a mission list uh, that's in Jiminy's Journal that kind of helps give you a guide of, hey, you still have to go do all this and this and that. Um, So that's kind of nice. Uh, It's just intimidating because it's a lot. But I'm like at level 66 and I still have 30 more levels to go time maxed out anyway so it gives me enough to do and there's enough stuff to unlock and work on anyway so i'm fine um apart from that i'm trying to clear off kingdom hearts 2 so i can start monster hunter stories 2 wings of ruin um i was super excited for this game when it came out i just never got around to getting it and now i finally got it and i just want to make sure i finish kingdom hearts 2 so i don't lose that muscle memory um because once I actually start doing those data fights and if I don't have my muscle memory, then those are going to be really hard. So I want to make sure I finish, uh, finish something before I start something. But that's kind of it on what I've been playing, I believe. I don't think I've started anything else. I have got to get back to Strangers of Paradise at some point. I need to finish that. That's just taking up space in my computer. So I've got to knock that out. But we'll see when I get back to that. I may have just Final Fantasy'd out. And that really may honestly be what it is. Um, if that's the case, I don't know, man. I may have to replace it, but I do want something challenging. I'm enjoying this critical mode run on Kingdom Hearts, but I know that that's not a real a real challenge, especially for me. But, you know, you just press A and you learn when to dodge, when to heal. A lot of it is just, just kind of reading the flashes on the screen. But I do want a challenge. I do have Code Vein, but... I may look at getting Dark Souls, I may get Elden Ring, you guys know how I am about playing popular games, so I'll get Elden Ring eventually, but it's just going to pain me to do it. Um, I really want to play Sekiro, uh, that the aesthetic it has is really alluring to me, but I understand that to be the hardest one of them all, which is also alluring to me, but we'll see where I land. Uh, Once I'm ready to start one of those, I just had to get out of these JRPGs. Jesus. But we'll see what happens. Um, Next up, what I've been watching. um, I finished, I was about to say Darling in the Franks, uh, my dress-up Darling. And that was great. It's wholesome. Really nice. Um, And I'm sure the manga is even better. But um, it was good for a season one. I just hate that I started and I watched season one only. Because you, you only get so far. And me, me and Steven are going to talk about this a lot more at another point. But there was only so much you could really do in 12 episodes. You know, so much of an arc that you could work with and develop and introduce your characters and people. And I just, I hated the cliffhanger. I, well, I liked the cliffhanger, but I hated there was a cliffhanger. Um, but we'll talk about that in another time. Um, I'm still reading Masamune-kun's Revenge. That's going really well. I'm in the final... I think the final couple acts for that. They're about to go to Paris. um, If anyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, I think I've got like four volumes left. Um, And I just got the whole collection of gunsmith cats. They have four omnibuses of that. Or omnibuy. Omnibuses. I'm a a bussin'. Uh, They have four of those. And I, I got them on a good sale on Google... And I'll get to those at some point too, and then I I will get my way back to Dragon Ball Z so I can read that and finish it because that one's still lingering over me. I'm still in the middle of the Cell arc. That's what hurts is I, I need to get back and finish reading that. But I I want to say that's about it for everything I've been reading and watching. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, I think here's where Stephen would. Tell me probably, it's time to get to the meat and potatoes, tray. And I'd oblige him. Steven, let's go. I can't do a good Steven impression, so I will not be doing that. I do need to practice my voice. I'm normally pretty good at impressions. Um, I like mimicking as soon as I hear noises. So I'll, I'll normally hear something and immediately I will just make that same noise. Um, I like doing that for cartoon characters, anime characters, and just people in real life i just i practice and it's a. Uh, I try to make sure i'm not within earshot that way it doesn't seem cruel i'm not doing it to be malicious it's just mimicking is fun if you can change your voice uh so it's fine we'll see one day i'll do steven and maybe we can do a steven and steven podcast and i'll just be your boy but so what we're going to do today is i am bringing to you three uh three video games and three anime series Um, that have been influential on me as a gamer and otaku, I guess, of sorts, and how they stuck with me and why, and why they've been so influential on me. And what we'll do is we'll start with the anime first and then we'll work to the games because the games will probably be a lot more. Um, but first, we'll start with anime, and the first one's going to be Dragon Ball. Um, as I'm sure most millennial boys will have it, um. That was probably one of the first few everyone watched. If it wasn't Cowboy Bebop or Gundam Wing or whatever was on Toonami at the time. Yu Yu Hakusho was, of course, one. But Dragon Ball was the one that was aired the most. And I remember me and my brother coming home and watching it through the Frieza arc and the Cell arc and Into the Boo arc. And I don't think we finished it when it was airing on Toonami then. But we got pretty far. And what we didn't finish in Dragon Ball Z uh, watching it we we finished in the games so we eventually ended up getting a playstation 2 and we would play the budokai games and then the budokai tenkaichis and so those are fun just living through the series just again and again it, it made perfect game material um seeing goku grow as this you know saiyan fighting all these obstacles and vegeta and gohan gohan was my favorite as Gohan is a lot of people's favorites until they nerfed him in, in Super. Um, it's just how it went. But hopefully this new movie does something different with him. But we'll see. Um, so he Dragon Ball was pretty much my shit as a kid. Um, up until college, um, I had a couple really close roommates. And we we all started bonding over Dragon Ball Z. We, we bonded over a lot. We, we were pretty close. But Dragon Ball is super. Uh, was coming out and so we were all watching the tournament of power and shit was popping <laughs> and so every week an episode would come out and we would all be live in the chat just oh my god did you see what Tapo did did you see what jaren did and shit would just be wild and eventually i got to a point where me and my wife had to take a road trip and it was in the final couple episodes of dragon ball super airing and i was just talking to my wife we were driving to virginia and I told her about how Super was going on. I think I pretty much told her the whole plot to Dragon Ball from little Goku to Super Goku. And she, we finally got to why the tournament of power started. And she was like, Goku really just seems like an ass, you know, starting off this tournament all because he wanted to fight. And now universes are having to disappear. And it was fair. That was a fair assessment. Now, granted, reflecting on it and going back to it, you know, Zeno and all them wanted to start getting rid of people or getting rid of universes, whatever their bullshit reason was. It wasn't just Goku's selfishness that got universes taken care of. There was another plot at play, um, but it, it was fun talking to my wife about it, and she she watched a couple episodes with me as it ended, and it was it was a very fun moment as it kind of brought me back into the Shonen fold. Um during college. Uh once once I transitioned from my local college to my four-year college, I don't know, the undergrad, I guess. Um I kind of went through this hiatus of I'm not quite sure what to call it, hobbies where I didn't really dedicate myself to anything. I I did a lot of schools and I had a lot of extra things I had to do, including a lot of work, a lot of school work and a lot of extra work just to just to stay afloat. So I had to sacrifice a lot of games and anime. Um and it wasn't really until I graduated that I could really get back into stuff and find my love of that. And that's kind of where Dragon Ball Super came back in, as will some other things too that we'll get into later. Um my next anime is Naruto. Um I remember when Naruto first aired on Toonami, and there I, I think I've told Steven this story, so you guys have probably heard it too. But Naruto would air with this trailer. And you would see Naruto would just be this mischievous ninja, mischievous ninja that would live in Konoha and just pull a bunch of shit prank. He, he looked like just a little shit kid and he would turn into a girl. And the way the trailer would have it was like, that was his power was that he would just turn into like that ponytailed version of himself. And I just watched the trailers and I would be like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Who would want to watch this? And granted during the time when that aired i didn't i didn't have like a big anime fan or friend base at, at the school i was at so no one was talking about naruto and i didn't know any better um years down the line somehow i got my hands on one of the naruto ultimate ninjas uh one of the 2d fighters and started playing that and i finally realized what naruto was about and you go through the whole uh the great naruto bridge arc and you go through the tuning exams and everything. And I was like, what is this? This is, this is insane. I had no idea what this is about. And so eventually I got to the point where I was watching it. And then Ship You came out. And I had a class in college where it was, it was a real laid back class. You, you we didn't have to do anything but show up and pretty much pass. It was super, super cush. You had nothing to do in there. And i found a site that let me read manga and i found it had all the chapters of naruto and i was like well you know i don't think i quite know everything that happened so i read all 700 something chapters of naruto uh throughout that semester and it was amazing i had so much fun doing that um i would take one of my one of my seats in the back and just read this manga uh probably volume after volume in the class and uh class was fine i passed and i, I want to say it was like a a or a B. who knows it was fine but i got to read naruto for, for a class and it was, it was cool um and i stuck with the games the games have been fun just fun ways to relive it because the the anime definitely does it a disservice um it, there's so much filler in the anime that you have to go through that it's almost burdensome to have to watch it you start getting through the high points and the heavy stuff, and all of a sudden, oh well, this bullshit village needs your help, Naruto. Can you go help them? And it's it's painful to see. Uh, I remember I was with some family members, and we were going, we were clicking through something, watching TV, and I was like, oh, it's Naruto, and they stopped, and I saw what was going on. Naruto did something, and I realized immediately, oh, we're in between these two major events, and they showed these characters, and I was like, this is filler. I don't want to watch this. And they were like, Trey, what are you doing? You don't want to watch it. And I think I was going to go head out to the pool. And they were like, no, this is filler. This isn't important. And so it was, it was funny, but I definitely enjoyed reading it more than anything else. And this of course goes for Shippuden as well. Nothing, nothing changes there. Love Shippuden. Um I know it has its flaws. I know some people aren't big fans of Naruto, but I think if you just, I don't know, grin and bear it, it's, it's got a lot of fun messages and a lot of, a lot of good stuff in there for, Anybody that can, I guess, relate to any part of Naruto. A lot of good friendship. A lot of fun fight scenes. A lot of good shit. I really enjoyed it. Um, my next one, my final one for my anime, is Your Lie in April. Um, so when I was going through my anime renaissance after I graduated from college, I was just watching anime. Um, I started rewatching Gundam. I actually sat down and watched all the original Gundam um and a couple other mecha series just some just some I guess high action high octane stuff. Um and this is when Netflix started getting uh quite a bit of anime starting to come onto their service. And Your Lie in April came on and my friend group had started talking about it. And I was like, "Ah, oh, you know what? I I guess I could watch Your Lie in April." And I I want to say this is probably my first slice of life that I actually watched. Um, And for those that don't know, your line April, uh, spoilers in 3, 2, 1. From the beginning of just the boy and the girl, I really had no idea what was going to go on. Um, When I watch an anime, I don't, or when I watch anything, I don't normally try to figure it out unless it's meant for you to try to figure it out if that makes sense like unless i'm watching a thriller or a detective movie um but when you're watching your lie in april apparently is really foreshadowed about what's what's going to happen to old girl when she when she dips out and i really just didn't see it coming um i remember i was with another set of roommates uh, real, real good friends of mine and i was watching your line april and it was just these really fun piano violin pieces and the next episode happens and she leaves in the note and it's i love you i hope you can change i hope everything turns out the way you want it and blah 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 and she's dead and uh, i had to get up and close my bedroom door so i could sob into this pillow uh not too loudly the pillow was to muffle me because I, I that was fucking heart-wrenching and so i had to uh do my best to work to that, but I, I realize the emotional charge in anime can have then. Um, and so I enjoy trying to find that in other pieces as I continue watching on. That that's just kind of what sparked me to realize depth in anime. That it's not just fight scenes, it's not just action, high, high quality, I don't know, kamehamehas and rasengans, it's it's the emotional weight that they can also bring. You'll probably hear my cat running around in the background my, my goofy one, Lilo. She's a trip. So with that, I I have a, I have quite a few other animes that, you know, I really enjoy and I could probably just ramble on about for a while, but those are probably my three most influential ones that I had. Um, and we'll probably end up talking about anime more at some other point. So we'll leave those for now. Um, next up, we'll go to my games. Um, the three games that have stuck with me or, really series that have stuck with me for the longest and probably just have the most influence on me because it's, it's not just a single game. It's a franchise that I normally end up sticking with. Um, and the first one's going to be the legend of Zelda. So the legend of Zelda overall uh, has just always stuck with me. It's, it was the first game I had on, or it was one of the first games I had on the game boy color. Whenever my grandma got that for me, when I was a wheel, lad. Um, I had Pokemon Yellow and Link's Awakening, and I never beat Link's Awakening, but I would always just play until I couldn't, and couldn't figure anything out, and I would just start a new file and just play it again, and just try and try, and we would always get to the second dungeon, and me and my brother could never figure out what to do there. It was just such a pain in the ass, Um, and I want to say, eventually, at some point, we did get past that. We did find something else um, that we could work on, or do, or just find and it, it we just didn't follow through on that one but it was good we eventually or I eventually so fast forward from five-year-old Trey uh to post-college Trey. I was working at a store Hastings and they were selling all their consoles but there was a Wii console Wii U console that they had that they would use for Mario Kart tournaments um I got that for a super good deal and on the Wii U, you had the huge virtual console in which *Link's Awakening* was on, and so I played *Link's Awakening* on that, and I beat it, and it was amazing. Spoilers for *Link's Awakening*: a three, two, one. But you know, you go through this whole island. Just go and assume I'm, I'm going to do spoilers for everything else for the for the rest. Um, but for *Link's Awakening*, you go through the whole Dream Island or the Island of the Dream Fish, and. You know, you find out at the end that the island itself is a dream in that everything's going to disappear. This whole village you've been helping, the people you've been talking to, and you it gives you this illusion of choice that, you know, you you can do this or you cannot, but, you know, you do have to beat the game, so you have to destroy this island. Um, and it's so sad because you've had this girl talking to you about her feelings and wanting to sail off one day, and you've had this family, a mother, a son, and a child that, that are living their lives. They, You you help them get a Yoshi toy. And it's so sad. Whenever you're going through your dungeons and one of the monsters finally tells you, like, do you not understand what you're doing? You're going to destroy us all if you keep doing this. And you have to keep doing this. You have to get off this island and continue your mission. But it's also not real. And it was... Uh, it, that was my first time having weight in a game. Um, I think at that point, I didn't really have... A lot of a lot of games that really hit me in an impactful way i had games that i had fun with and things that meant a lot to me but nothing that really hit me in the heart or in in the soul where i was like wow you know this 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 is heavy you know i i didn't want to kill Marin or this family you know but i gotta go wake up that windfish at the top of this mountain so that's pretty sad um I really enjoyed playing the Game Boy Color version. Um, they did the Switch version that just came out. They redid that one. Um, I played it. It was okay. I mean, it was all the same stuff with a couple extra bits. But I think the Switch cuteness of it takes away from the delivery, if that makes any sense. So, you know, you have the Game Boy black and white aesthetic or the the colors, the the palette of the the screen, I guess. what, what I hope you understand what I mean. But it's also flat and it's serious. It's delivered to you in these pixels and it's, you understand that, you know, Oh God, I'm going to go destroy the world. I don't mean for this. And you do this all in the switch game and everything's just so fucking cute. And it's adorable. And you're, you're getting ready to destroy this Island, but you know, Oh man, that's a shame. You're telling me that all this is fake and it's all going to be destroyed, but you are adorable. And it's just, I don't know, I almost feel like it, it was derivative of, of the impact, and I don't know, but that's just my opinion. I mean, it was fun, it was fun doing the the world again, but I don't know, you'd have to, I think you'd probably have to play the game, play the Switch version without playing the Game Boy to really feel that impact for the first time, because, you know, granted, I was also doing it with a, with, with a full story known. But that's just me. I also love the rest of the series as well, though. Um, I went through Wind Waker. I, I've played every game and beaten it, except Skyward Sword and the 2DS games. Uh, what's that? Phantom Hourglass and... Wow, what's the other one? Phantom Hourglass? Spirit Tracks. Those are the only two I haven't beaten. I've, I've loved every other one I've played. We, me and my brother also had the the Legend of Zelda 2 adventure of link. So it's called, I think we had that on game boy advance for like some NES classic, I think is what it was called. And that was another one I got on the Wii U. And I was like, I'm I'm going to beat this one too. Cause I never beat it. And I did. And that was a, that was a blast. I'm just going on a tangent about legend of Zelda. I, I could do this all. I could just tell you about all my legend of Zelda adventures. Cause they're just amazing. I, I love the series and it's, it's been so fun. Every, every game is an adventure. It's, it's impactful. It's lessons, it's memories. It's, it's one of my tattoos. I have the Zelda sword and the Keyblade crossed on my arm. I'm going to add other swords. I, I would like to add other swords from Impactful Media to me. Um, but, that's a different story. Um, I did beat Adventure of Link, though. Straight up. It took a bit, though, because you can, you can miss one of the dungeons. You can go all the way through the dungeon if you don't collect the crystal. And you go all the way to the end of the world. The end of, Not the end of the world itself, but the end of the entire game if you don't have everything you have to go find which dungeon you missed so i had to go back and retrace like everything which was good i leveled up but it sucked anyway my next game series my next game series is dragon quest so like i said earlier dragon quest was a game we had um as kids dragon quest or dragon warrior 3 was on the game boy um and it was fun for what we could do me me and my brother were not jrpg players as we lads we were at, at five and four we were definitely not ready for dragon warrior three so all we would do was just restart the game we would do the quiz in the beginning find out what it would say to us and just try different answers and we would just try to get as far as we could Now, Dragon Quest is notorious for, of course, not giving you any hints and just kind of throwing you in the wind and say, fuck it, do what you want. But, you know, that wasn't very, uh, conducive for us to kind of know what we needed to do. We were used to the Pokemon, uh, hey, go to this gym, go do this. Oh, don't you need that? Don't you need this, a gym? And we definitely weren't ready quite for the, uh, for the Dragon Quest world. But, I came back to it years later, um... I found this YouTube channel, g- channel called GC Positive, and he does a really good review and analysis of all the games. Um, it was amazing watching him go through them all, and it really got me curious into the series again. And eventually I watched it as Dragon Quest Eleven was coming out, um, and it just snuck out on me and came out. I didn't even realize it. Um, I was on a deployment, and I brought my PS4 with me. And I was on a on a night shift of sorts uh, for so long. And I would bring my, or not bring, I, my PS4 was there. Um, once we were done with the night shift, I would go back and I would play Dragon Quest XI. Um, and I played that for over 100 something hours. And just that that became my first real break into the Dragon Quest series. And it was amazing. I loved everything about it. I, I love turn-based JRPGs. I learned, I love the puns of the names. I loved the Akira Toriyama-style art. There was everything to love about Dragon Quest. And it just was amazing to do that. I I, I felt like the people, the adventurers and there were my friends. And it was so great. It was so meaningful. I, I hated being done with the game. Because so I was like, man, you know, I, I almost would want to restart it. Um, and granted, I am going to play it again. I need to play the 11S version. And that's something our book club's going to be doing here in the summer. So I'm excited to do it again. And well, recently in the past year, I just beat 1, 2, and now 3. Um, but there's just no other way to play 4 through 10 yet. So hopefully those come soon. But I'm just enamored with the series. And I want more to play, but just no way to do it. Um, I'll eventually try the Builders games um but i'm just not quite sure if i'm gonna stick with that or not and i don't know quite quite where i would land on it um i do like things like minecraft but they only hold my attention for so long so i definitely have to try it maybe do a demo or try it on game pass Uh, the next and final series which is probably going to be no surprise to anybody is kingdom hearts uh kingdom hearts has been near and dear to my heart for over 10 15 years um it all started with one as most of us in this age range did so i got kingdom hearts one as a as a wee lad on our ps2 and we played it and we loved we loved it it was you know sora and all the disney characters and it all just was a blast it's simple game You didn't really have much to do unless you knew how to play, and then you could make it a lot more to do. But it was just fun. Just press X. Just go to these Disney worlds. Just find things. And it was just so so mystical and so familiar all at the same time. And it was just just yelling for you to come play. And that's all we did was just do that. Um, Eventually, we got Kingdom Hearts 2. And it was just more of that... But after Roxas has been in the beginning, I was disappointed. I, I really liked Roxas. And I, I remember feeling that, that twinge of guilt as you absorb Roxas. And it's like, well, what happens to him? Well, You know, what, what do I do now? And, you know, you beat the game. Everyone talks about Roxas. But Roxas doesn't come back uh, in two. So you kind of just have to deal with it. And you have to just wonder where he went. And it was sad. I really felt for Roxas, and I probably played Kingdom Hearts two a little bit more as a kid than I did one. Um, up until the HD 1.5 and 2.5 collections came out, and then I played one again and two again, and I got to watch the you know collections for the other ones. Um, but that was all fine, fine and dandy. But that's just kind of how I've been playing them. But every time the games have come out, I'm I'm stoked. I'm excited. I normally get them when three, five, eight over two came out. I was really excited because it's Roxas's game. Um, Like even though it was completely different, you know, it's fun. It was fine. Had no issues with it. I I don't, I don't think most people that are stands of the series have a problem with it, but you know, holla at your boy if you do. Um, And it was just, it's just fun. I'm super excited for four to come out. I want to see where that's going, what it's going to do. The Keyblade, like I said, is my other tattoo. Um, I guess Sora, the, the the friendship, the travels, what everything means, the, the treasuring memories—it's all, it's all a lot. And every game has its own message to bring, um, and I, I normally, I normally do this. As you probably can't tell, I normally pull my own intrinsic message from everything. I think Stevens called me out for this in a good way, but I, I always pull something from what I'm watching. That way, it's not just a meaningless. A scenario or a situation. This is this is something to learn from or something to get value out of. Um, and I get a lot out of Kingdom Hearts, out of Dragon Quest, Zelda. Um, those are those are ones I always get something out of, e- even though I haven't got to finish the rest of Dragon Quest. But from what I watch, I, I love seeing it. I love all the stories and it, everything. It's amazing. But there's always a story to be told and a lesson to be learned, and that's kind of what I I like to get out of everything that I'm I'm watching. And absorbing media-wise. But it's kind of just how I like to, I don't know, live life, I guess. It's just, uh, it's just how you boy do. But with that, it's kind of all I have for a co-high conversation. Um, just a quick glimpse into what, I, what I've used to influence me. As I watch games and play anime and vice versa. As I watch anime and play games too. However I choose to do it that week. But I hope you have something of the sort that kind of influences you or at least reflect on it i don't know i feel like everyone probably has media or values of the sort that really influence the way they they play watch or go about their lives um feel free to hit me up let's talk about it i'd love to hear your stories um you can only hit us up on twitter at Simcoe podcast um instagram is kind of trash don't really know what's going on there. You can't make a post about 15 different trash accounts getting on there and saying promote on, uh, what is it? Reality records or something. It's, I don't know, man. It's trash on Instagram. I hate posting on there. Um, and Facebook's there too. Synco podcast. If you want to reach out on there, uh, we could talk and I'd love to hear back. But with that, Trey, Steven, also Trey, it's just me. Let's go ahead and tuck me in. It's time for bed. And with that, guys, we'll see you next time for a conversation on an anime. We'll see if it's Darling in the... Darling in the Franks. Dressed up Darling. But we'll see. All right. Night, guys. Bye.